this is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. This is episode number 28. Do you rely on referrals or reviews before making purchases or going to a restaurant or anything like that? I know that I do. I know that I often will read through, you know, many different reviews and things online at Amazon or or elsewhere to to decide, you know, which product to buy. And sometimes I'll be going through them and and you know, some of the feedback, positive or negative, may deter me from one thing or another. Sometimes if there are no negative reviews, I get nervous, thinking, okay, is this rigged or what is this? And so constantly looking at at what people have said about the products. And and I think about restaurants. I'll often, you know, go to a restaurant if someone says they liked it and, and had went there. So I'll go go there and check it out or I'll check out Yelp or Google and 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 see what people say about the places before going. And and generally it it actually really helps out. I think I end up making better decisions quite often. And so, you know, this made me think of an experience I had in the past, actually, that involved uh, some reviews, some five-star reviews. And it made me think of this trip. You know, it's been, gosh, it's been quite some time now, I don't know, a year and a half or so ago now, that I was on a trip with some of my partners from work. And we were traveling. And since usually when we travel just a few hours from home, what we'll do is, is we'll often just book a hotel on the road, right? If, a lot of times we'll have trips where they're not planned super far in advance. And so we'll, no big deal. We'll hop on the road, book a hotel on the way. Never, never really backfired on us. And, and so we thought, no, no big deal. And we were driving and started looking up hotels and, and found out, wow, okay, this is gonna be a little harder to find some hotels. Started calling around, finally arrived at our destination and found out we were not going to be able to find a hotel at all. There was nothing, no vacancy. There had been a couple of conferences or something were going on and just completely booked out the whole town. I mean, hour or so in each direction. And so we started thinking, what are we going to do? So we started thinking, okay, well, do you want to go like Airbnb, VRBO, that kind of thing? Look up something else. So we started looking those up and there was nothing for that night. And, and sometimes, you know, there'd be things since we were starting to get later at night, some of the places wouldn't allow you to book that late at night, right? Because there's not enough time to be able to notify the, the people who own the home or, or whatever it is. And so when we finally turned to Airbnb, we found out that all that was left that we could book in the window still that night was uh, some tent that you could rent. <laughs> I'm guessing it was already set up or something somewhere so you could rent a tent. And then there was this other random basement apartment that actually had some pretty good reviews on it, a lot of five-star reviews. But, but it looked kind of it, it once again, it looked kind of random, like, all right, well, do you know what? It's the only thing available. What do we have to lose? Reviews are amazing. So let's let's do it. Let's book it. Says it could could sleep six people, I think. And there were there were four of us. So we thought, all right, no big deal. That works. Let's let's do it. Book it. We got the confirmation that we 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 got that room and that Airbnb. And we said, okay, perfect. Gave us the address. We we drove there. And it kind of went out to this a little bit kind of sketchy part of town. And we're thinking, all right, this is this is a little interesting. Got the address, could barely see the address on this old sign 
you know, old numbers there on this on this house. And this house was completely dark. It looked like there was no one in this house. And, you know, we pulled up and it was after dark at this point. And the house was even darker because there were there were blankets over the windows for blinds. And we're thinking, okay, this is this is getting this is getting a little a little worrisome. It was at this point that we started wondering, okay, now where did all those five star reviews come from? Because this this is making us nervous. We we are sitting in the truck and actually considered sleeping in the truck at this point. We're thinking we already booked this thing, but man, how's this going to work? There are four of us. <laughs> it's winter time, so it's going to be mighty cold. Uh, we probably don't want to. We probably don't want to do this. So we decided, what do we have to lose at this point? So we went up. We knocked on the door, not expecting much. And when the door opened, it actually revealed this nice, clean, and orderly home inside. We're thinking, okay, that, that completely doesn't match this dark, dreary, haunted house of a looking house on the outside. But, you know, in the doorway was standing this small, older lady, and she invited us in. She had a thick Polish accent that was just super comforting to listen to. We instantly, instantly fell in love with this little lady. She invited us into the home and led us down the stairs to the basement apartment where we were going to be staying. We had originally thought there was like a separate entrance or something based on what we thought we had read, but she she took us down the stairs through her house and, and down into her basement apartment, and she was so proud to show us her newly remodeled basement apartment, and it was. It was super clean, looked super good, and so we went into this little apartment, and uh, in the apartment, there was there was one bed, and there was kind of like this little mini kitchenette and a little a little table, and then there and then outside the the room there was a there was a bathroom, and so on the pictures and everything we saw we we thought there were you know it said it slept six, so we thought okay well there must be another bedroom or two with some beds, and so when we asked her you know so so where do we sleep where does everybody sleep how does this work, she went right over to the to the closet. And first you're thinking, wait, there can't be another door there. It looks like it ends. But, you know, as far as like to another room, she went over and it was a closet, pulled it open and pulled out some of these thin little mats, like little, little one inch little mats to sleep on the floor <laughs> and some blankets and some more pillows and just showed us where to set them on the floor. And so we were thinking, okay, this looks much, much, this looks much, much bigger in the pictures. And this was not what we signed up for. But I'm telling you, it was so funny. She continued to speak with us and and was just letting us know every was unapologetic about us. Everything is everything is great. And she just did everything possible to make our stay just as perfect as possible. And you would think that we would just be frustrated by the whole thing. And and I'm telling you, it's so funny. Even though we just had these little mats and random blankets and everything, it was a it was a clean, nice environment. And and honestly, this little lady just made it one of the most pleasant experiences we'd ever had. And we soon realized, wow, that is how she had so many five-star reviews. She had such passion and desire to make things right and to make an enjoyable experience and to make it be a part of her home. It was amazing. And so not to give an excuse, I won't even call it a bad product because her product wasn't so bad. It, It was what she had advertised. We probably just didn't look close enough. And in the end, Gosh, it's amazing how just her her passion and her desire to make it a great experience made it a great experience for us, even though we end up sleeping on the floor. So what can we learn from this experience? Some of you might be thinking, well, 
of course, you know, she's the owner. She's the one who's trying to make the experience great. So, so of course, she's going to do everything possible to make that happen. So, you know, let's, let's take this to a business where maybe where you have an owner or a leader or a founder that started a business or someone who is a leader and they're the one who formed their team and has been, been there from the beginning and making it happen. And they are often the one that's there with the whole vision. And they're the ones that provide the best customer service. And they're the ones that the business is built on, the whole success. And it might seem pretty obvious, right, why that is. Well, it's like they, they have the most to gain from the success. So that gives them a, a motivation. And then also they're the ones that have the entire vision, right? They have the whole thing in front of them. And they know what needs to happen. So what happens when you have employees? Because often what happens is businesses begin to scale. The employees don't keep that same vision and that same passion, that same desire to provide this excellent customer service experience. And so it begins to wane. And the experience that others once had from the original leader or owner begins to diminish. But it seems that the only way that we can have real success and raving customers is to have employees that are also all in without having to be the main leader or the owner or something to that effect, but still have that same, that same intensity and passion and desire. So how do we transfer this type of ownership to those we lead? This is one of the biggest questions that leaders are constantly trying to discover. And it's a little different from person to person, from business to business, from leader to leader. So how do we help our employees, our team, create memorable, top-notch customer service experiences for those that we serve. Maybe you're a company that you are actually servicing the end customer, or maybe you are in a role where you are servicing other employees within your company, who then in turn service the end user or end customer. How do you provide an amazing, unexpected level of excellent customer service to whoever your customer is. This is what I want to know. I know all of you out there have amazing experiences. You've had experiences where you've been able to work for leaders that have been able to accomplish this, and you work there. You as a leader may have been the one that was helping to create this amazing experience for your customers, and then were able to teach the same thing to your employees. And I want to hear from you. I want to do a future episode on this topic. And I need examples and success stories from you so that we can share them with everybody else so that we can help discover how best to be able to transfer this knowledge and this type of culture to our own teams. Please send these examples and success, success stories to Clint at flavoroflleadership.com. Once again, C-L-I-N-T at flavoroflleadership.com. Or you can go ahead and message me on LinkedIn and I'll get the message as well. I can't wait to hear from you and learn more from you and to share some of these stories in a future episode. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavorofleadership.com. Thanks for listening.